What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to a new episode of the Phoenix MMA Podcast. This is a special emergency broadcast uh, Phoenix MMA Podcast episode. So um, this one's just a, the uh, emergency broadcast. It's a um, need to put this one out. Usually don't do them on Monday uh, on Mondays, but putting it out on Monday night. Um, and this one is uh, it's just because just need to address something that happened over uh, happened over the weekend. It happened at the the Muay Thai tournament uh, yesterday, and um, just you know, just trying to uh, get the information out so that people understand what's going on, and you know, prevent any other uh, frustration or um, you know, or it might not prevent the frustration, but just communicate what's going on with everything. Uh, yeah, to, to the best I can. Um, so the if you saw the Instagram story when I put uh, I put do not um, I, or I meant to type do not spam the or sorry what happened yesterday one of our novice one of our uh kickboxers one of our fighters uh competed in the pkb tournament and uh they were in the novice division so the novice division is two years of training experience or less and um uh yeah so that was the division that he competed in and he went against uh someone who uh when i talked to eric after the tournament the the his opponent looked uh, more experienced, and uh, Eric actually even said that he talked to his opponent after, and his opponent kind of uh, actually apologized to the situation to Eric uh, right after the fight with what happened. So, um, but Eric told me about it. And I was like, okay, and that okay, that's that's no fun, you know. And he got a TKO in round two, got a stoppage on us, um, and then uh, a couple hours after the event, got home. I got a, a message. It was a it was a reel from that. Um, the fighter that fought our uh, our student, one of our fighters, and it was it was a real a short video of him warming up a, a youth student, and uh, they were doing mitt work. And in the caption, it said, "You know, the coach, Coach Ben, um, warming up one of the students." So then we realized, okay, this guy that fought our student in the novice division is a coach at another gym. So it's like this doesn't make sense. How are you signing up for a novice division? Um, when you're a coach of a gym, that shouldn't happen. This should not be part of it. And um, and I was, you know, I was fired up yesterday when I saw this. I was fired up, and um, so so what I do if I'm really fired up or I'm I'm frustrated with something. Uh, I used to not do this when I was younger, um, but as just getting older, maturing, um, the the how I handle it now is, which I think is the appropriate way to do it, is to handle it. Um, directly with the person um, because you know you just don't know the entire story until you speak directly to the person and lots of times your imagination can really get the better of you um, your imagination can really get the better of you um, it, you can you can attribute things to uh, like motives and stuff to people um, that maybe are not there um, but you at least if you you know uh, directly talk to the person and communicate with the person. You address what the issues are, and you know you don't have to. You don't hold them back. Like precise, exactly what your problem is. Um, but when you do that, uh, then you you give them opportunity to respond, and then you assess their response. Like, are they being deceptive? Are they lying about something? Are they being respectful? Are they you know is there apologies or anything? Do they have do they have sound logic and a good explanation with what they're doing? Um, 
uh, you know, and then, then, then you respond from that at, at that point. Cause there's been plenty of times in my life where I think that somebody, I've had it both ways where I thought that they were, you know, as they were sliding, they were doing something against me, but then I addressed it and then it was a misunderstanding. And then there's been other times where, <clears throat> uh, I think somebody's doing something wrong. You know, they're, they're sliding me in some way. I address it. And then when I address it, um, it turns out they were doing something wrong. And then, then you carry on with that. You, you then follow up and whatever is appropriate, you handle it the way that you need to handle it. Sometimes that's verbal. Sometimes that's physical, just depending on the situation. Um, but then you know exactly what, you know, what we're on, like, especially work in security and bars downtown. There's plenty of times where the, you control the way that the interaction goes. You can force somebody to become <clears throat> aggressive by if you come at them with a 10, but if you come at them with a three or a four, asking them a question and then the intensity level, um, then they give your response. And sometimes there is the case where, you know, there, there'll be a guy, you're working security and he's got his junk out. He's peeing on the building. You walk up and be like, Hey man, uh, you can't pee on our building. And there's been plenty of times where the guy that's doing it, and he's just drunk, and he was trying to use the bathroom because the, the bar inside had a really long line, and he thought he was sneaking, uh, going to the bathroom real quick. And um, uh, and if you say it that way, most of the time, most of the time, they're embarrassed, and they walk off like, oh, you know, a normal person is embarrassed, and they zip up their, their pants real quick, and they're embarrassed, and like, oh, man, you know, they get out. But there is, you know, say 10, 10%, with alcohol, it is higher than normal people, but 10, 20% that they will just turn at you and they'll just flick you off or they'll cuss at you or they'll close the distance and be ready to fight. And then you have to handle yourself. But, but when you address it directly, you just get to know who you're dealing with, uh, um, what, what you're dealing with. So, um, yeah, so that's why I put on the story like, Hey, don't, don't do a big social media, uh, you know, uh, don't be do a big social media uh, campaign thing necessarily. At least you know speak to the people first. Um, and when I put don't be ratchet, I'll explain that too. So um, the other thing too is uh, Austin Swink sent me a message because um, I did it. I think I did it. Five, I did my story five or ten minutes before the jujitsu class. And uh, so yesterday I talked to their gym representative. I talked uh, and I talked to the the coach himself. And, and I was fired up yesterday. I went through the registration process. I saw Austin Swink's uh, story. I did the exact same thing he did. I, I went through the registration process. I made basically a dummy account and filled out the filled out the registration, went through everything. I screenshotted. I sent it to uh, their gym, and I, and I explained to them the rules. Um, and then, you know, I explained I was fired up, and then they, they countered with, um, you know, they countered with what happened from their perspective with what happened. Once they countered, I said, oh, okay, I, I, I understand. I see your point now. I see what happened. Still not happy with how it happened, but um, but once you have the information, it's it's significantly different. Um, it's not just a, uh, an instructor going against a novice. That That is what actually happened, but that's not the complete story. So, um, so I reached, I did that. I screenshotted, I sent them registration. I explained to them the rule set, everything. And, uh, and from my perspective, what, what my grievances were. Um, and then they responded and they're, they, and yeah, spoke to the, spoke to them and the, the, oh, sorry, sorry. I need to go back to Austin Swing. So yeah, I made my story probably five or 10 minutes before the jujitsu, uh, my lunch jujitsu class. And the reason why I did it was I talked to the gym, talked to the coach. I talked to them all yesterday and last night and this morning. And I, I said, I would talk to, uh, my fighters and, uh, 
uh, our team and I would give them for the information. So yeah, probably at like 11.40, 11.45, the lunch class or just class at 12, they sent me a message saying, hey, um, will you please contact your, your athletes and let them know the info, the details. Um, they're commenting on our uh, post and sending us messages and stuff. And I said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So, so then, uh, you know, class is starting in five or 10 minutes. Um, I don't have time to record the, 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 this, uh, podcast in that time, obviously. And the reason why I'm even doing the podcast is faster than typing out, uh, the whole thing give an actual detailed explanation, but, uh, um, so I just put up my story, said, Hey, you know, do not spam them with messages. Do not give them bad Google reviews. Um, like, uh, carry yourself, even when you get screwed, carry yourself with class because, uh, if you, if you do it the right way, you, you will get your grievances addressed and you can even win your appeal if you do it the right way. But if you don't carry yourself with class and you get too emotional or you act uh, ratchet or trashy, even when you're in the right, people will not listen to you. They'll, sh- they'll shut you down, they, but just because of your behavior. And what will happen is um, if you don't carry yourself professionally with class, you could be in the right, but you'll be the one that ends up getting banned from the event. or You'll, you'll be the one that ends up getting disciplined in the situation when you did nothing wrong. Uh, in the actual thing that happened, it's like they should be the one that gets disciplined, not you. Um, so, but by acting ratchet um, or you know getting trashy and stuff like that, um, it, it changes the subject, and now you're the you're the problem that they're trying to address instead of what they really should be addressing. But with that, um, yeah, it's really funny because yeah, after class, then I see my in my message inbox, and Austin uh, had sent me a message, you know, saying, "Hey, I guess you know I'm the I'm the one you're talking about for being ratchet." Um, so just so you know, and I've already messaged to Austin, um, that was not, I was not referring, I wasn't calling Austin ratchet and, uh, that was not directed towards Austin. I actually had not seen his Instagram story when I made my Instagram story. Um, so when he said that I looked and yeah, he had already made it, he made his story, I think three hours before mine or whatever, but I just hadn't, hadn't watched his Instagram story. So yeah, from his perspective, he thought I was calling him ratchet. I wasn't calling him ratchet. Um, but I did tell him that the, honestly, the stuff that he put most of his, the mass majority of his stories, I agree with all of them. Um, I even agree with, you know, it's okay to make it public. If there's something bad that happens, I still think that you should come face to face with the person. You should address the person directly so that you get the information before you go public with stuff. Um, so that you're just as accurate as possible. Once you get the information, and you choose to go public, then yeah, go public and you're just, uh, more fully aware. Um, but, but I did disagree with, I told Austin this in our message as well, our back and forth. I, I disagreed with the one where he put the, the cat emoji and the, the cat emoji and the eggplant emoji. It's like this, again, the second you do that, um, then you, you're gonna, basically you change the subject. It's like you, you want to stay on subject and, and so that you can argue the facts of what's going on. Um, once you start, you know, once you start, um, you know, making insults or, you know, whatever to say, I'm gonna put eggplant emoji, emoji in their mouth or whatever. It's like the second you do that, it's like now, okay, you're, you're making a, and you're the cat, the cat thing, both those, like you're, both of those are, uh, sexually related slurs. Um, you know, they're just, so you're changing the subject. Um, and that's, that's a way to, it's actually the, the, the other thing annoying too, is if you want to win the argument, you want to keep it on, keep it on the facts. When you're the one that's correct on the facts and the details, 
keep on the facts, keep on the facts. And, and they might even try to get you emotional and try to get you into acting like that. They might name call you first, but keep it on the facts. They can't, if you're the correct one, when it comes to the facts, then you can win with the facts. Um, but you can change the subject by doing that. And then, then you're, you know, you're taking it out of the, your area of, of being able to win the, the debate, the argument, you know, same, you know, just like, just like fighting, you know, if you got a really good jujitsu guy, like don't go in his guard, um, make, keep, force him to stand up and strike with him. Um, don't let him change the subject. So, but anyway, me and Austin already went over that, resolved it, clarified. Uh, yeah, I was not calling him ratchet. Uh, but I, but again, I do not support or agree with, uh, the, the cat emoji one and the eggplant emoji one, um, for the reasons that I already said. So, um, and, uh, yeah, so, and this is the other thing, the reason why I have to put this out as an emergency podcast, the, and I was just talking to Trey about this at the gym as well, um, he was giving me details and stuff, his critiques of the tournament, critiquing the event is perfectly fine, critiquing the rule set, the application, that is perfect, that's what you want to do, you want to, uh, you want to be observant of your surroundings, you want to pay attention, and so that you can make adjustments and you can learn. The biggest thing that you want to make sure that you don't do is stop at the criticism. That's what the I'd probably say the majority of people do. Stop at criticism, okay? At, at critique. To, to be a critic is really easy, but to be a problem solver is difficult. But this is the thing. Problem solvers are the ones that are successful in whatever they choose to do. It could be your relationship. It could be running a business. It could be competing in a sport. It could whatever it is, like in your career path. Problem solvers are so rare. Uh, they're so rare, and uh, criticizers, cri- crit- uh, critics are so common that if you become, if you transport, uh, transform yourself into a problem solver, then you are super valuable in anything that you do, whether it's uh, just significant other, your husband or wife, or girlfriend, or boyfriend, or your 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 family. They'll look to you in the counter because you're a problem solver. You're somebody that, even though there's a whole bunch of problems, you are the one that's trying to figure out how to fix it. Um, and, uh, and the same thing, you're going to get paid more, you're going to win more, more competitions, you're going to win more championships, all of this. That is rare to be a problem solver. It is very common to be a critic, but that's all the value is being the problem solver. The difference, the problem solver has all the same critiques that the critic has. The difference is they just don't stop at, at the criticizing or poking the holes in what's going on. Instead, they go the next level, and it's several levels path because that's the reason why the critics never do it. They never do it because it costs so much energy and it takes so much work. But they go several levels past, and they and they either create their own organization or they lead the charge. They help their teammates. They help their coaches. They help themselves, and they learn. And I say they learn, they adapt, they make adjustments. And when they learn, adapt, and make those adjustments and they then get better, then you win more competitions, the whole rest of your team wins more competitions, you all improve. Um, but if you stop if you stop at the critical level and you never go past that stage, then what happens is you get stuck there and you're you are sitting back poking holes in everything, pointing at all the problems, but you're not fixing any of them. So and you can fix the problems. It's hard. It's very difficult. It's very hard. But that's why it's so valuable because it's so hard. That's why people respect it. Um, that's why, you know, you get the gold medal or you get the the, the the pay raise or you get the promotion at work or you run successful businesses. As soon as you um um as soon as you um sorry about that. As soon as you um 
uh, change that mindset, then and also you, you get happier too. I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, when, a difference uh, in myself between when I would call myself uh, a boy versus a man. And in my 20s, I was extremely immature. There was a bunch of things I was very immature and I was boyish with. Um, and it's like, oh, and, and, and I was wrong when I was doing those. It's just part of the life cycle. But yeah, I was definitely wrong. Um, uh, but the difference from feel the difference that I've had is, and, I, and I've heard this from lots of powerful, um, say powerful or competent or skillful world champions, Olympic gold medalists is the, the more, the higher level that you want to go in everything, whether it's business or your profession or competition fights, whatever, um, the, there's just going to be more problems and the problems become more complex. So as soon as you shift it to, I'm a problem solver then when you shift your mindset into I get excited about these problems, fixing these things, managing these things, these are now exciting. Instead of hoping that one day they'll go away and they'll disappear, um, the truth is they're never going to disappear. Life is going to be problems from now until the day that you pass away. It will be infinity problems. You want to mitigate them. You want to make adjustments as best as possible. But ultimately, you want to become a problem solver. You don't want to repeat the same problems, but you want to be the person who, whenever there are problems, you can uh, then, um, you know, you can then, uh, what was I going to say, you can then uh, solve those problems as they come. And then, and then you know, again, the, the, the higher level competition that you're doing in anything, the more problems you're going to have. Um, so we want to develop that skill as soon as possible. Trey was telling me about the, you know, the mats, like for instance, he was saying the mat space, of the event was really small. Um, the mat space, the mats were sliding stuff. This is going to be forever. Okay. I've, I, my first kickboxing bout with maybe a little over a year experience, I fought a black belt in Taekwondo. He almost knocked me out in the first 30 seconds. Um, you know, he was O and O on paper, but he had had, I think 50, 60, 70 Taekwondo competitions. Um, I still won the fight, but, um, but you know, that happened. Can Cameron, his debut MMA fight, it was literally a slip and slide on the floor. He couldn't throw any kicks. It was, um, the floor was literally icy. It was uh, really cold outside and uh, it was an outdoor event. And about uh, one or two hours before the event started, uh, there was a light, there was a mist basically. Uh, Curtis's fight as well uh, with that, he fought in that same event. We had to completely change the tactics because the floor was so slippery. Uh, Curtis's opponent was like over 300 pounds. The plan was to, to low kick him and move. And then it had to switch to just straight boxing because if you threw a kick, you couldn't throw a kick. If you threw a kick, you'd fall down. Um, and this is always going to happen. This is, you know, I've, I've had, uh, you know, combat jujitsu literally because it's in their hometown, they, they stack the deck against you. You go against, you have a super difficult road and the, the hometown guy has an easy bracket to the finals. Um, this is the thing is you are going to get screwed over all the time for the rest of your life. Some of it intentional, you know, it's going to be some home cooking and the, you know, the judges are going to try to give it to the opponent because it's his hometown or whatever. Um, uh, and then sometimes it's going to be unintentional. It's just going to be a bad call by the ref. And, and guess what? Sometimes it's going to go your favor too, because the judge is going to, for some reason, like you, they, they interacted with you five years ago at a tournament or an event, um, or it's going to be your hometown or the ref didn't understand the rules the right way. And sometimes you're going to get that, that nod too. Um, so that, that's just going to happen. So, um, again, I'm not telling you to ignore it. I'm not saying, Hey, just, okay, just, just ignore it. Don't do anything. No, you need to, all of that, all of those are just variables that you need to factor into the equation. 
and make an adjustment. And the more you do it, the more you, you do it on the fly. And the reason why you could say like, hey, like, okay, then, you know, we don't want to compete at the PKB or the IKF or uh, whatever event. If, if every time you get screwed over by a ref or a sanctioning body, if you then just boycott that place, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to compete anywhere. You're not going to compete in the UFC. You're not going to compete in one, Bellator, none of them. Everybody always, there's always situations where it's just, it's not optimal. It's going to happen always. The only way uh, uh, to get uh, get over this is to go through it, to, to make adaptations, to change, to evolve. We got to level up. And the only way we can level up is by experiencing these problems. So we don't want to get banned from an event. We don't want to boycott an event. Not for something, not, you know, there are reasons to ban uh, or to boycott an event if it's something extremely, extremely negligent. But if it's not necessary, we don't want to boycott events or get banned from an event because then we don't get to evolve. We don't get to level up. We just stay in the same, we just work with the same people. That's the competition is, is how you're going to evolve the fastest way possible. Um, uh, so the, de- the actual details now to it, um, when I spoke to them, uh, the, the gym representative, the, the coach in question who competed against our student, um, they, so what they informed me with is that at the last PKB event, they spoke to the PKB, the, the, they spoke to the uh, officials of the event that were putting on the event. They also uh, spoke to the, the sanctioning body. Um, so they uh, spoke to the promoter of the event at the last event. They then also spoke to the governing body and the governing and they asked with our situation, what division should should he compete in? okay? And what their situation is is they are Olympic uh, style Taekwondo school. Olympic style Taekwondo, they do not allow punches to the face or head. Okay, this is one of the issues with Olympic style Taekwondo. This is one of the issues with Taekwondo in general. They Olympic style, they do not allow punches to the head. They don't allow low kicks, so you can't kick the hamstring, the quad, nothing below the waist. You can't kick the the hamstring, the quad, the calf. Um, they don't allow low kicks, and they don't they don't allow knees. So they don't, they don't, and this, this coach, this person in, uh, in question as well, no formal boxing instruction or training, no formal uh, Muay Thai instruction or training. Um, and they are a Olympic style Taekwondo school that is dabbling in um, the kickboxing and Muay Thai world. Um, uh, so when they then brought that information to the promoter, uh, when they brought that information to the promoter um, and they brought that information to the governing body, when they asked what should we, what skill di- division should I register in, the governing body and the promoter, they both, um, both of them advised the co- the person, the the person involved. They advised him to compete in the novice division for the first two years that he competes, and or. Uh, when he gets to his third bout or after his third bout, he would then need to go up to the, for his fourth bout, he needs to then register with, uh, the, um, the higher skill level and the open division, the higher skill level. Um, so that's what the promoter said. And that's what the governing body said. And they, and the, the athlete, the, the coach that competed against ours went to them and had the conversation and was advised to go this way. 
So the true frustration, I mean, the frustration can still be, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, like I wouldn't have our Muay Thai coach, like, or I wouldn't have a coach from our gym, uh, say if one of our students, you know, whatever, it's like, you know, you're helping teach the kids class. I wouldn't have them if they've been training for five years or whatever, I wouldn't have them. We wouldn't do that. I don't want to win that way. Even if, you know, anyway, whatever they follow the rules of the event, and the organization. So you can be mad with the event, and the organization, but the, the coach and the athlete, this is why you want to know the details before going public. The coach and athlete, the coach and athlete, um, follow the rules of the promoter and the governing body. So then you can be mad at the promoter, and the governing body. Um, the issue is if, uh, it, like it's the only way you can change the rules like uh protesting it, it's not going to change the rules getting mad, mad about it, it's not going to change the rules the only way you can change the rules is and this is a way of being a problem solver is you can create your own promotion and if you create your own promotion then yes you can create your own rules um but you know it's difficult to run a promotion you'll see how difficult it is um and i always suggest if somebody's interested it, i would love for if any of our students want to do a promotion like that would be awesome to do one because we the more competition uh and this i mean i i do i have design and i run the gym in a way with things that i didn't like when i was coming up that i didn't like about the gyms that i trained in and i said when i open up my own gym i'm not going to do it that way um and in a lot of those things or why we're successful. Um, so if you have these ideas, if you have these critiques, write them down. And maybe if you're not prepared right now in five or 10 years or, you know, whenever, whenever you are ready and you want to do it, start a promotion. Because if you, if it's a critique that you notice something you don't like, odds are you're probably not the only person that notices it. So that's an opening in the market. And when you start your own promotion, all those like-minded people that see the same thing that you're frustrated with will come, but that's, that's a productive way to deal with this. Um, yeah, productive way to deal with it. And again, of course, you can just you can boycott the the this promotion. You can boycott the the governing body as well. And I I apologize if I'm getting the 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 acronyms, the PKB or the IKF or the IFK. Uh, there's ISKA as well. I apologize if I'm getting the acronyms. Uh, it's been uh, a, a busy busy last three days. You know, we got two tournaments same day. We've and we've had fights and competitions. And I was calling grappling games yesterday. I was calling it Naga, um, which it was grappling games. We had Naga last weekend, so it's been. Or sorry, the Pan Ams were last week, and the weekend before that was Naga. So um, it's been busy busy. But the the point is. You can take if I'm messing up the the initials or the acronym or whatever. Um, you can you can boycott the uh, promotion. You can boycott the uh, governing body if you want. But now you're just not going to have a ton of options. And um, and the less options you have, the less you know, the less you can evolve and level up because you need you need more you need options that you need options to compete so that you can see where you are and make adjustments so uh that's the the biggest thing i'm trying to get everybody uh on on the team on is that to get us to the point where we become problem solvers because i'm telling you right now for the rest of your life people are going to try to screw you over um they're going to accidentally screw you over they're going to intentionally try to screw you over the way that you do it is become a problem solver and become undeniable become undeniable, uh, be able to make adjustments on the fly, depending on the rule set, depending on, like, I know with this, they, they had, they, Trey told me that they were very strict with the rules, the, the rules on intensity. Um, uh, but basically once that started, that, that just flew away, it went away. It's like, okay, cool. Um, now that we know what's going on, we need to make an adjustment on intensity. We need to ramp the intensity up. Um, and you know, and that's ramp it up and then balance it down. If you, if you get worn for your intensity level, then, then you, you dial it back and you, you balance those. It, it has to be fluid. You got to adjust. You got to adjust. If you don't, 
if you're too rigid and you, you, you can't make an adjustment, um, you're, you're going to lose more often on, on everything. So, um, yeah, the, now again, of, uh, you know, there's the reversal to this, there's limits, of course, you know, if the, if the guy, um, you know, had, had, uh, 10 kickboxing bouts, but he just didn't report those or whatever, and he's doing it, then, then you'd hear a completely different thing from me. Also, he, he also, just so you know, the coach and the gym both apologized to me for the situation, for how it went. And they said that, um, their fighter, uh, that coach, uh, they said he, he, he messaged me this morning. He said that his first two opponents that he had for that promotion and that governing body said one of them was a WAKO, uh, national champion, kickboxing champion who was in the novice division. Um, or sorry, the, the WKAKO, WAKO. It might not technically be kickboxing. It could be a karate. I'm not the most familiar with it, but they're already a Waco national champion, and they're fighting in the novice division. Um, and then the, he said his second opinion uh, opponent. I just can't remember exactly the details, but they also either had a uh, strong karate or taekwondo experience, but they also competed in the novice division. So what it is is they're 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 like a, somebody who wrestled in high school and college, and um, jiu-jitsu doesn't allow them to get in the novice division, the zero to six months, but they're allowed to get in the beginner division, the, the zero to one year. Um, beginner, they'll let wrestlers get in that. They won't let them get in the zero to six months um, because that wrestler maybe has done jiu-jitsu for three months, but they wrestle for four years. So it, it's that type of situation that's going on where it does help you, that 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 combat sports background. Wrestling's not exactly like jiu-jitsu, but it does help significantly. Taekwondo is not exactly like uh, kickboxing or Muay Thai, but it does help, of course. Um, and he, that's why he apologized. He said that, uh, he said your, your student was the first, um, student that I actually competed against. That was a, that was truly a novice. That was truly zero to two years in the, in that, for that promotion, that event. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not calling for a ban of this event or anything. It's just knowing that going forward, we, we got to work harder. We got to prep harder. Again, my first kickbox, my first Muay Thai fight I had, I fought a Taekwondo black belt and I, I knew it was a Taekwondo black belt and I actually just didn't, I disrespected it. I was like, Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm gonna beat this guy. And yeah, in the first 30 seconds, he almost put me, I don't even know what he hit me with. I can't tell you right now. I don't know what he hit me with. I just remember not respecting him and then coming out and him hitting me with something and I don't know what it was, but I just remember saying, Oh snap. And this was amateur. So it's like headgear and big gloves and shin guards and whatever he hit me with, I was like, Oh, you can get knocked out right here. And I was like, you better respect it, Corey. Um, but, um, but yeah, it gives, it gives you cool stories and stuff. But, but, um, but Eric told me that, uh, everybody had a good time. We had a good experience. Everybody had good morale after the end of the competition. If you didn't, please let me know. Um, I do want to hear the concerns so that we can make adjustments. Uh, Austin also, one of the things he, he sent me in a message, he said, Hey, um, you know, we should probably just leave it here. I don't want to ruin, uh, you know, our friendship and training, uh, situation. Just so you know, you can always come to me as long as you do it the right way. Like, you know, don't just blast me and yell or don't interrupt me. You know, just don't come in hot. Um, you know, write me a message or, you know, you can give me a call or just say, Hey, we got some time. Can we talk? Do it, you know, just do it the right way. And then let me know exactly what your concerns on. I actually told Austin, I actually appreciate because me and Austin have had several of these type of conversations, but I actually like it because I know where I stand with Austin. I know where his frustrations are because he verbalizes them. Um, and, and I don't get offended by it. I really don't. Like you would have to name call me or, you know, insult me and like come at personal attacks for me to actually get mad at you. But, um, like I, I actually am proud of Austin for standing up for his teammate. I'm proud of him for, 
I'm happy that he is willing to stand up for his teammate and he's got his teammates back and he's, he sees something that he believes is wrong or an injustice and he's standing up for it. I'm proud of it. Just just wanted to direct it just a little bit just so we get all the information first. Um, but but when he said that, I said, no, man, you're good. I, I, I actually appreciate it because, again, I really do – This it doesn't even stress me out. It is um, – this is interesting to me. This is this is this is the fun part of this is part of being in the MMA, Muay Thai, kickboxing, boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Uh, this is part of being in that community. It makes life more interesting. Nor- normal life can get pretty boring, and this is this is fun stuff to talk about. This is fun stuff to be interested in. I had several students uh, DM me, and they were like, uh, "Oh, they're like, I'm loving this. What's going on?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I hope that." Um, I hope this gave your Monday some entertainment, you know, instead of, um, you know, because on the grand scale, this is, um, you know, way worse than, than if there was like a war or something going on right now in the United States. Um, so yeah, these are, these are interesting problems and these are also productive problems to solve because now, uh, by talking, by going through all this, this is going to make all of us better. We know how to prepare better. And, uh, and just so you know, even with Austin is him talking to me, it's like, I like it that you come to me and you, you tell me what you're thinking. Um, cause I honestly, a lot of, a lot of people, um, there's, there's problems that are created because they, they don't have a good enough dialogue. And that's when resentment really starts to build up is if there's no dialogue, um, you know, there's no communication, then that stuff that just grows and grows and the resentment grows. And then that, that's what causes the big, the big breakups or the big battles and stuff. So if you got a problem, come to me, I will, I will hear you out and, and I will do my best to, um, to, to not just be stubborn. If, if I, I will listen and hear you out. If I agree with your point, I will, I will concede that to you. If you, if you are correct on a point, um, I can't stand when people want to do this, but so I try to do as much as possible. If I, if, um, if you are correct, if I, I will try, I will do my best to fight against my bias and I will concede and agree with you. If, if the logic lines up, yes. Um, but also if I, if I truly disagree with you, I will tell you, I disagree with you and I won't be mad at you either. I'll just say, I I disagree with you and I disagree with you for this reason, logically laid out this, this reason why. Um, and if you want to continue disagreeing, that's fine. It's, it's okay. I won't be mad at you, but, um, you know, both people can, you know, both parties can have their, um, opinion, their, 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 you know, their perspective. Um, and then, you know, where each other are coming from and it, you should be able to, you know, with, with people, honestly, like good people, like your friends, family, uh, you know, people, yeah, good quality people, you should be able to have these conversations. And then after that, you know, all right, sweet dude. Um, you know, let's hang out or what, like, you want to play video games. You want to go get a pizza. You want to go get a beer or whatever. Um, you know, that's when you really, that's when you really have a really good relationship with somebody, um, is you can, you can go through a hard conversation. And then after that, you're like, cool, because you know, just like a relationship is just like building a sword. It needs to be put under pressure. It needs to be banged. It needs to be hit. Then it needs to be quenched. Then it needs to be put back in the flame. And every time, the more that you do that, the stronger, the the stronger, the the better the blade becomes. Um, and that's just you know that's what we're doing with this situation. That's what's happening. Um, and that's when you get really good quality friendships where you can you can fiercely debate. You can even disagree on something. But then after that, you're like cool. Like we're we're still buddies. Uh, we can hang out. And that's where you that's when you end up getting real loyalty and and. Uh, high quality friends because they can tell you when you're out of line and they can steer you back instead of just being a yes man. Um, 
and and then you can trust them you can trust what they say because because of their your history and past with them that they that they will concede points that you're correct on and they will they will stand their ground if it's something really strong on their uh, from their logic uh, from their uh, logical perspective um, so you know then they can help you out and that's and when you get man if you get a group like that like you get five friends like that you're gonna life is gonna be better if you get 10 you get a group of if you can get a group of 20 or 30 people like that that's how you create really really good teams really good friendships uh, that's how you create like dynasties and that's how you get to the point where it's like Everybody in the state and the country knows knows your team, knows who you are. And when they, when you show up, they're like, "Oh snap!" Like they're, it's them. That's the one that we gotta deal with. Um, and uh, yeah, so with that in closing, uh, this weekend uh, I'm gonna be hosting the uh, the fights of Saturday, um, the the Israel Adesanya versus Alex Padilla rematch, the UFC. Um, and all of you, if you go to the gym, if you're at Phoenix MMA from the Phoenix MMA team, you are invited. So if you would like to come, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna host the UFC, uh, do a UFC. We're gonna cook out and stuff, you know, have food and everything. Um, so uh, yeah, the, you know, if you would like to have a drink of course you can have a drink and stuff the um you know they're they're you know people will be drinking beer or whatever um uh what's he gonna say yeah we're gonna watch the fights have a good time we, you know we'll, we're gonna grill out um i'm gonna get like a cornhole set and we'll play cornhole uh set up the fire in the back uh the backyard set up the fire and stuff and then uh order the ufc and um yeah if you're if you go to phoenix mma you are automatically invited so if you would like to go if you just shoot me a text or a dm we do need to get a head count um yeah for this uh it should be a a, a sick card and uh awesome rematch so um yeah if you go to phoenix mma you are invited if you want to come we do need to know how much food to buy uh we we need to know how much food to buy to grill out and everything so if and uh and if you're really good at grilling if you got something special that you like like uh, elliot we got elliot's uh 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 kentucky korean uh sauce he said that he'll he'll uh he'll do that so yeah if you got something special that you want to do let me know um if you got some special food that you want like feel free to help out you don't have to but if you got something cool that would make it more fun if you got something you know so um anyway um yeah it'll be a lot of fun uh just send me a text or a dm if you want to come uh, uh you are invited if you're at the gym uh and just we just need a head count so we know how much food to buy but yeah we'll do the fights uh cornhole um drinks food uh fire in the backyard and uh and hang out and uh make jokes and um cut up and yeah, yeah, it'll be a fun night. But uh, but yeah, emergency broadcast over. Emergency broadcast over. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in this episode, and I'll see everybody at the gym tomorrow. See you. See you.